last few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad that you're joining us here today. And we're always here to talk about skills, resources that you need to take control of your own career. And sometimes I have issues that are coming along for my clients that I figure probably aren't. I am unique to their to that audience and probably would be beneficial to you. And we're going to talk about one of those topics today. A few weeks ago, we talked about the top New Year's resolutions and some strategies for achieving those. And in some ways, this is going to continue that conversation because this is also one of those common New Year's resolutions that people have. And one of the topics that my leadership client is struggling with at the moment, which is that time old tough tough place of time management we all get stuck trying to figure out how to best manage our time not wanting work to take over our our whole life and in fact there's been more and more about this in popular news media recently about being busy is you know the i think i think the quote is busy is the new stupid um in terms of you know us saying that we're busy doesn't necessarily mean that we're doing a good job it may mean that we're not managing our time well and um one of the other quotes I found talked about busy being a different type of lazy laziness in terms of our ability to make decisions and focus in on what we are supposed to be really doing. When I read all of these quotes and I see all of the information that I'm going to share with you today, I think it's challenging because it seems to be that the writer of whatever we might be reading has it all figured out. And I guarantee you that that's not the case. They struggle every day. It's just that they found some systems that help them manage it. And I think that is the challenge is that time management isn't necessarily something that you get to set and forget. It's something that we have to work on every day. And as our priorities shift and things change, we have to go back and figure it out. So we're going to talk about a few different systems that you could try and trial and error and try to combine or see what works for you just because something that you read or somebody says this is the best way to do it that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be what works for you so probably things that you will want to try and and figure out what works the best for you so we're going to go through some kind of basics here in terms of productivity and time management, some really great systems that maybe you've heard before, but we're going to dive in and talk about them and how they might help you do what you need to do and get rid of the things that you don't need to be doing. So first, we're going to talk about the Eisenhower box. And this is probably something that you've heard of, but maybe like me, you didn't know that it came from uh, President Eisenhower, 34th President of the United States. And he was the one 
that is credited, at least, for developing this Eisenhower matrix, which is urgent and important on two different axes, and then you end up with four boxes, the things that are urgent and important that you'll do right away, the things that are important but not urgent that you can schedule to do later, the things that are urgent but not important that you can delegate to someone else, and the things that are neither that you are to eliminate. So urgent and important, things you do immediately. This happens to us is that we get an email in our inbox and we kind of have to decide, is this just urgent or is it actually urgent and important? And that decision is oftentimes challenging for me, right? You get an email and you see it and you know it's urgent to the person who wrote it, right? They wrote it and they they expect you to, to respond right away. But is it really urgent and important for me? And how do I decide that? How do I schedule the response if I'm not going to be able to respond right away? Um this is something that we can do when we're planning and be able to really sit down and and figure out, okay, what do I want to do today? And I can plan the tasks I was thinking about and decide whether they're urgent or important. But then tasks arrive upon us and we have to make that decision as they come along. So urgent, often things we need to feel like we need to respond to emails, phone calls, and important things are important to our long term mission, vision, values, goals. There's some assumption there that before we can even start using this process, we have to have written down and really understand what our our values and goals are, perhaps as an individual and how that relates to our our organization. So let's maybe back up a minute and go back to the beginning here. Before we dive into really deciding what is important and what isn't important, starting with what is it that we're trying to achieve? What are our goals? And that can sound easy, but be a lot more challenging because my guess is that you have a variety of goals that you'd like to achieve, maybe goals at work, personal goals, like losing weight or exercising, personal goals, relationship-based goals, spending more time with my family, etc. So that might be the place to start, is writing down all of those goals. And uh, one of the other tips that I saw was from, I think, Warren Buffett, where you write down your goals and you circle the top five and you don't do anything else until those goals are fulfilled. And that may be a good start, but it probably isn't going to be that easy for most of us, especially if we take into consideration all of the goals that we have. What are those goals? What are all of those goals and how can you prioritize 
all of them together. Because if you don't, here's what ends up happening. Great, you have your five workplace goals, but then you have to make a decision at some point between those five career goals and a personal goal like working out or spending more time with your family. And if you haven't sat down and really thought about prioritizing those goals, your prioritization isn't going to work. So William Aruda and and um, in one of his books writes about this exercise called the mother of all goals exercise. And it's really about writing down your goals in all of those areas. So as you're thinking about starting out 2019 here, and maybe you made some resolutions, data would show that those have already been broken. That's okay. Don't let that stand in your way of picking back up and trying again and starting back over by setting those goals and maybe making them a little bit more tangible this time. We're not going to make all of our goals tangible. So the first place to start would be just to capture all those goals. Maybe they're somewhat wishes, um, but then we can prioritize and figure out what really are the, the, the number one goals. For our career, for our current job, for our career development, for our personal development, for our health, for our family, for our spirituality practice, just go through and think about you know, what are some of the goals that you think about on a regular basis that maybe even feel like they're passing you by because you've never sat down and really written them down and prioritized them with all of the other things that you have going on. And when we don't do that, we can lose sight of the ones that are really important or not have them all prioritized and figured in together in terms of what do we really want to do. So when you're thinking about those goals, what are you working toward? What what do you really value? And then how are you going to make those decisions in terms of what's urgent, what's important, if you're using method here of the Eisenhower square. So as you're thinking about those goals and you're writing them down, just to kind of introduce this idea of Warren Buffett talking to um, one of his mentor mentees, I guess you would say, and this is a pretty popular story, telling his mentee to write down his top 25 career goals. Again, I would encourage you to think a little bit broader so that you might have a list of goals that isn't just career, but includes some of the other things in your life. And then he says to circle your top five goals and to take those top five goals and do them, have them be your primary focus until they're all done. So this kind of gets to that idea of minimalism and simplicity and getting rid of the things that aren't important. I find the challenging piece of this advice often is that it it assumes you're doing it in a vacuum and that those five goals that you want to focus on, that no one else has any influence over that. And I don't know about you, but when I sit down and I write down my goals for the day, that's great. But then people do have valid, important, and urgent issues that I have to deal with. 
responding to phone calls, responding to messages from customers? And how do you balance those interruptions, if you will, with the important, urgent things that you want to get done or the important, non-urgent things that you want to get done. And that's the challenge for most of us, I think, is that balance. Even though you can create a list and you can figure out what it is that you really want to do and what are your top five projects and maybe even schedule when they're going to get done, you don't live in a vacuum and other people need things from you. And how do you balance all of that? So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, continue talking about this productivity and and scheduling our time, making better use of our time, and how we can do that when we don't live in a vacuum. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice of America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about one of those common and pesky New Year's resolutions or just issues that get in the way for most of the clients that I work with, which is time management. And everybody's got their own system for doing this. And that's okay. Try some things out, figure out what works for you. So at the beginning, at the beginning, we need to think about what it is that we want to accomplish, getting those goals down. And we've kind of talked about this in a bigger picture set my own goals, what is it that I value, what is it that's important to me, what is it that is maybe important to my job, to my career, and I can sit down and write down some of those goals. Um, But then I might have goals and tasks that are more finite, 
smaller, more defined. And most of the productivity tips that you'll read talk about scheduling those in in a week. So to sit down on Sunday and think about all the things you have to get done that week and to then you could mix in some of these other systems where you could think about all the things you need to get done this week and what's urgent, what's urgent and important, what can be delegated, what can be eliminated, um, and how, how you're going to move those pieces together. And then every day to sit down and plan what you're going to do every day. Um I have a colleague that sent me these nice little, you know, what am I going to do every day forms. I have a template that one of my virtual assistants gave me one time where it was, you know, what what do you need to do today? Um, find what works for you. Some of them have great categories like emails, phone calls, tasks for work, and then, you know, my personal work towards my personal goals. So it's kind of giving you the opportunity to think about doing more than just work because in our day we have more than just work Um, and you can figure it out that way. My sales coach is a big fan of blocking time. So having certain types of tasks and having times within each day every week where you're blocking that time to do those tasks. So that might work for you. For instance, you know, I'm going to do business development tasks on these days and um, I'm going to answer emails at these times on these days. I'm going to work on program development these times on these days. So that can be helpful to sit down and kind of block out your time. I'll be honest, that one hasn't been working for me real well. Um, I I don't know that that's going to be my thing, but it's something you could try. I do schedule when I will respond to emails and return calls most days. And that's a good activity to schedule and to think about how much time you want to spend and have that be a finite amount of time. Because I could spend all day every day answering emails and never get anything else done. (laughs) Um, And to think about how you want to schedule that time. One of the productivity tips recommends a time audit. So really looking at how you spend your time before you figure out what you want to do and even just spend a week or a few days really thinking about how you spend your time. Um, Yeah, that one's a little bit scary, I think, for some people and uh, to really sit down and, and look at how they spend their time. But maybe if that scares you, it means it's something that you should do. And then you can see where am I spending my time and how do I want to be spending it differently. A lot of times our what we do every day, we couldn't even tell you. Like I couldn't even tell you what I did today. That's not a good management of our time if that's how we feel at the end of the day. So getting more control over that first takes realizing what we're actually spending our time on. So we're going to look at what we're spending our time on, 
go back and think about how can I spend my time more on those important tasks rather than just the urgent tasks. And if I'm scheduling my day and really knowing what I want to do, then I can put those things together. And if we kind of mix in some of the Warren Buffett method here, you might have these tasks that I really want to get done today. And maybe I'm not going to check my email until I get two or three of those done, whatever it might be, so that you can use some of that prioritization mixed in with, yes, we have reality of having to get things done uh, on a daily basis. And then what can you eliminate or delegate? I think those are the hardest places to to look at what really isn't what really isn't serving your needs really isn't serving the organization and how might you have a conversation with someone about that Uh, we're probably not all Warren Buffett where we can just decide not what not to do um, all on our own so you might have to look at those tasks and what could you delegate or what could you eliminate and who do you need to talk with about that Who do you need to have a discussion about? Is this something that we really need to keep doing? Or is this something that I can delegate? Um, One of the other systems that I've looked at before also asks, is it something you can automate? So not just eliminate or delegate, but is there something you can automate so that you have more time to do the, the important tasks that you really need to do? And in today's world of technology and technology infiltrating a lot of our jobs, that's an excellent question to be asking and to be talking about with your organization. What could you automate so that you could have more time to do those important tasks that can't be automated? A lot of lists, systems, create that list, write it down at the beginning of each day. They also talk about writing down the things that you do, even if they weren't on your list, help keep your motivation going. And uh, I've heard a few people say this, that instead of writing the things that you need to do, write them as if they've already happened. So writing them in the past tense, a little trick to give yourself some more motivation. And then a lot of the a lot of the systems talk about using or doing, sorry, completing that most important and demanding task first in the morning, which is probably not email, right? Email is urgent, but not usually important strategically. So if we were doing email first thing in the morning, a lot of times we're wasting that energy or creating a lot of nervous energy. I know that that's one of the challenges that I have if I'm checking email in the morning. It throws off your priorities, right? Someone else's urgent becomes your priority and you don't get the thing done that you really wanted to get done. So you... have created your plan, you're planning your day before you've looked at your email, right? You're planning your day based on what you know you need to accomplish. And then you can adjust your plan after you check your email, but you've already achieved those things that you really need to get, really need to get done. 
to me, this planning piece um, seems to kind of take over the productivity productivity piece at some point. So there's got to be a balance here as well. How can you create a planning process that is streamlined? That's something that's important to me anyways, is I don't want a planning process that takes so much time that it's taking away my time to get things done. There's got to be a balance there. I've met people who spend, you know, 30 minutes of every morning planning and 30 minutes of every evening or every day before they leave work planning. And I have a very condensed schedule so that I've got to figure out a way to keep my planning to take up less of the time I have to work every day. So I like the idea of planning, creating that list on Sunday, prioritizing in the morning. You can check in and prioritize at the end of the day. You can kind of check in and prioritize and you're maybe only taking 15 minutes in the morning in the afternoon instead of 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the afternoon, which is just more time than I have to devote to planning, right? We've all, we've got to balance all of that. Um, and that kind of gets into this other method of prior productivity, which was doing the most important thing first each day, and then having that list that you kind of carry over from day to day, based on what your list was uh, the beginning of the week. And then each day, you've got six things, no more than six, some people say five. And each day, you've got no more than five or six things to do. One of the methods that I found really interesting talks about 15-minute increments for big projects. So if your most important thing to do is a big project that's going to take days, hours to get done, it's probably not something that you can say, I'm not going to do anything else until I get this done, right? That's We don't live in that in that world. So if you have that big project that's going to take eight hours or two days to complete, like writing a book or whatever it might be, that's a big project, how could you do it in 15-minute increments? So then you could say 15 minutes every hour, 15 minutes every other hour, whatever it is, I'm going to just focus on this task and working towards that project. So if you think about it of writing a book, I'm going to write 15 minutes towards my book every hour or every two hours or twice a day. And and then you can keep moving that project along, even though you have other things and other priorities that you that you need to get done. And that can help chunk that bigger goal or bigger project into something that can, that can actually work. Um, and people talk a lot about that kind of time bound and really setting a finite amount of time that you're going to work on something so that you have those deep work times that you can really work deep on the things that you need to work on. And you've got to schedule those or they don't happen, right? You've got to put away the distractions, shut off your email, whatever it might be, so that you really have time to to dig deep and think. There's you know lots of different opinions out there about how much time works. Some people will say 15 minutes, some people will say 50, 50. 
depends on what type of project perhaps you're working on and in your own style. So start with 15 minutes, schedule that time, go deep, and maybe you'll find that it's not enough time for you and you can increase it by five minutes or so every time you do that so that you can really dig deep and see what is more creative, deeper type of work that you that you want to do. If we don't schedule that type of work, it really doesn't happen. Sometimes that can be a great thing to do first thing in the morning um, where you can schedule time to work on a, a deep project first thing in the morning and then have your list of other things that you need to get done also goes to that idea of um, monotasking and we will talk about that when we come back from our break we'll be back in just a few minutes the business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you tapped your full potential as a leader? Sometimes you have to go a little deeper and connect with your inner force. Join host Angela King as she invites you to discover something that already lies within you and helps you become a better leader. Your most important connection is the one you have with yourself. It's time to connect, ignite, and rise. It's time for Inner Force. Tune in live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Talking about productivity and I, you know... I'm guessing that even just listening to this or thinking about it, you're starting to get overwhelmed. And I think that this is the most challenging part about 
quote unquote time management is that it really isn't, it really is hard to focus in on what really matters. overwhelmed we constantly have things to do there we will never be done right we'll never have everything done um reading an article in the guardian that talks about time management and this idea of inbox zero and how you know inbox zero kind of created this cult following of how you could get your inbox to zero um but it kind of created a false thinking that that meant you were going to be able to handle every message in your inbox. Um, So you can file it, you can put it on your to-do list, or you can reply, right? So that every, every time you look at your inbox, it's empty. But the idea behind it was, of course, that you decide if something needed to be scheduled or handled it right away. But a lot of people felt this pressure of that means I have to do everything, right? Our inbox kind of became this infinite to-do list because people are adding to it constantly. I get like 100, maybe more emails every day. And you really can't get it all done. This is why I started by encouraging you to not just create a list of work goals or work things that you want to get done, but also personal things. Because if we don't balance those every day and say, yes, I may have all of these things that I need to get done at work, but I also have these personal things that are really important and I'm going to spend time on them, it's never going to happen. You're never going to have time for those personal things if they can only happen after you get the work things done. I think this is also the kind of false feeling that I get from the idea that we all can eliminate things to get there because you really don't get to eliminate things especially when they come by other people's requests, right? So then we end up having to choose between that list of things I wanted to get done and this list of things that other people need me to do for them and the list of things I wanted to do for myself. What we do know is that the work expands into the amount of time that you give to it. So working more is not going to solve the problem. Prioritizing communicating, delegating, or eliminating, which may be saying, um, I'm not going to get that done. There was a rash of articles maybe a couple years ago about a lot of famous people, business people who just don't answer emails. Um, You know, they kind of decide that this one just doesn't need an answer. I tried that for a little while. Let me tell you, the people on the other end don't always have the same <laughs> uh, don't always have the same feeling as me in terms of what I think may or may not need an answer or need a, a response. I like Google's new productivity tools for me, where I can just respond 
with one click of a button and says thanks, right? Gmail has these little kind of suggested responses at the bottom. And with one click or two clicks of a button, I can say thanks to someone. People seem to like that. I find thanks emails annoying. If you didn't need to tell me anything, I really don't need an email back from you. Um, But, you know, I've learned that I I tend to be in the minority in that one. So I've started to do the two-click thanks emails that Gmail is helping me with. Gmail is also helping me because it will start or finish, uh, will finish my sentences in, um, in emails which is helpful. So looking for ways that do improve your productivity in every facet. Yes, we can make a list. We can prioritize. We can try eliminating some things. Probably have to have discussions around what needs to be eliminated or delegated. Um, And then I found this idea that I really liked about your productivity and your time being time assets or time debts. So here's what happens when we say, oh, we need to delegate. Well, that's great, Marie, but it takes more time for me to teach someone how to do something, right? It takes time for me to automate something. It takes time for me to delegate something. Well, what if we thought about that in terms of a time asset? And this comes from Patrick McKenzie, some work by Patrick McKenzie. So time assets are actions or choices you make today that will save you time in the future. So thinking about the things that you need to do or the things that you're doing, and yes, it might take an upfront time investment, but what will the time asset be or what will the payoff be in the future? For instance, we have a class and the um, learning confirmation, so the exam after that class was something that was multiple choice so that it could be automated, that we could go through and automate that to be software corrected and then no one had to do that anymore. It took time to set that up, but then after that was done, it was saving time and, and money in the future because the person that I delegate things to didn't have to do that anymore. Time debits are actions or choices that we make today that cost us additional time in the future. <laughs> so email is a time debit. This is one of the most challenging things for a lot of us is that when you send an email, you are creating a future time debit because you're going to have to read the response to that email or respond to someone's reply to that email, right? It's going to come back to you. This is the mental block that I was having around some of my email. I knew that if I emailed someone something, even if it was a communication that really needed to happen, it was just going to cause me more work in the future, that doesn't mean it, it doesn't need to happen. It's not something that I could delegate. It's not something I could automate. Um, they're finding that chat bots are helpful in some places, but not in others, because people do want to talk to a real live person. And so then we get into the discussion of, is there big buckets of tasks that perhaps need to be eliminated because you can't eliminate the small tasks within the bucket. 
and that may be true for something that you do where maybe a big part of your job is is this and then you've got a significant bucket that if you tried to automate or delegate something within that bucket it really doesn't work what you need to figure out is how to move that entire bucket somewhere else or to decide if the entire bucket is important a program for instance or a a project that the pieces of it are easy perhaps to look at and think about but it's really the the bigger picture that you need to decide if it fits or if it works maybe that entire project needs to move to someone else instead of trying to just do the pieces because those time commitments that go along with it really can't be eliminated on their own. It's never that easy, right? It's never that easy to just sit down and go, I'm going to prioritize or I'm going to do this better. It's really the more difficult work is figuring out what does and doesn't get done. And then those things that don't get done, perhaps they don't really need to be done. And they're just sitting there laughing at you in terms of, hey, you're not getting me done. Um, Or if they really do need to get done, how can you prioritize them or use the 15-minute increments idea to start chipping away at them? So the idea of monotasking, um, I don't totally agree that multitasking is a negative. I think it depends on the types of tasks that you're talking about two cognitive tasks that you're trying to multitask probably won't work. But sometimes multitasking can work really well when you're looking at a physical task and a mental task. So um, thinking or processing something while I take a walk, while I'm working out, while I'm doing laundry, right? Some sometimes those multitasking pieces can work. What I think when I hear people say that I need to monotask, it's really more on that cognitive task. So thinking about one thing at a time or doing something that requires cognition one thing at a time. I tend to multitask a lot where I'm mixing a physical task and a mental task and it actually works really well. What doesn't work is to try to be doing something that requires you to think and then have your phone pop up or your social media pop up, right? Those distractions that help us lose that focus. So blocking off our time and really focusing on an activity, mental mentally stimulating creative activity really does help us get better outcomes. So we're going to take another short break. And when we come back, we're going to kind of tie this all together and top tips for you and a few technologies that can help you maximize your time in 2019. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired 
Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about time management tips. So let's start here at the very beginning, writing down your goals and making sure that those goals include not just a work goals or career goals, but also your personal professional goals so that you have an opportunity to balance all of the pieces of your life and not kind of get uh, taken over by the work goals and the ever-expanding work that, that can take over all the rest of our lives. And then when we think about those goals, to prioritize them, and, and then start in with our tasks, and maybe our tasks for the week on Sundays, or you're thinking, oh, Marie, it's already Monday. That's okay. Sit down and do it tonight. Do it whenever you're listening to this. I think that's one of the other pieces of life that gets in our way, especially for those of us who are perfectionists. It's once you didn't do it right, you just don't do it. Or once you mess up, you stop worrying about it. And that doesn't help us. If we say, well, you know, I didn't do my to-do list today. I didn't do a good job of doing my planning today, but I'm going to do it tomorrow. One day at a time. It's okay to jump in and to mess up and then go back and try and do it the next day. You write down your list of things you want to do at the beginning of the week, and then spend a little bit of time each morning and each afternoon looking at what you want to do, what you got done, and what you want to do the next day. Those to-do lists can be very helpful and 
sometimes for me they can feel a little bit like too much detail too much you know too much planning too much detail but they really are helpful when we take the time to do them um, some apps and sometimes an app can just help make it fun or maybe add something to it that helps you actually do it get it done um, so Trello is a project management tool. Um, my husband uses it at work, right, to make his projects and, and kind of manage his projects among his group. Um, but that's a project management tool. There's also to-do lists tools. So Todoist. Todoist is an app that you can use across many platforms to write in a list. Um, Evernote, lots of people use Evernote note-taking, so you can create to-do lists and kind of have it a more notebook feel. Remember the milk you can share with others. So I didn't know that people were using that at work. doesn't sound very worky, but at um, something that you can use at work. So use that to-do list. Maybe it's a sheet. Maybe it's an Excel spreadsheet. Maybe it's just a piece of paper. But some way that you are writing down what you want to achieve every week and then checking in with that every day. You do want to schedule a time each day that you're going to do emails and phone calls. If you don't schedule those, they will take over your life. So set aside, de- set aside dedicated times every day to process email so that you know what you need to get done. Um, some people, I guess this is from David Allen, the author of Getting Things Done, that if you can get rid of an email in two minutes, do it now. If not, do it at a, at a later scheduled time so that you're scheduling those pieces that you want to get done every day. If you have a big project, try chunking it. So you're going to do a certain amount towards that project every day so that you can see that progress, feel that progress, and not kind of have this looming project that is never getting done. That's a, an, a good process for that. And then look at what can you delegate, what can you automate, Does it make sense for you to do a time audit for yourself to really see how you're spending your time so that then you can make some of these choices and what can you do to make that happen? Look at tasks that you're avoiding and what is going on there. So most of the time there's an emotional reason that we're avoiding tasks. I was talking to my coach recently about task avoidance, the urge to avoid, she called it. How How's your urge to avoid? And my urge to avoid for this task was like at an eight and kind of picked apart why that was. It was one of those tasks that when I do it, it causes more task. So I do the task and then it triggers another task. So I was avoiding doing it because it meant that then I didn't have to do the next task, which was just adding to the list of tasks that I have to get done, right? You can feel the blah, 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 overwhelmed there. And so we talked about, well, is it really working? 
by avoiding that task? Are you really avoiding the next thing? Or are you just making both things worse, not getting the thing done that needs to be done right now and not getting the thing done that needs to be done next? So this urge to avoid was kind of an interesting activity for me. Those tasks that you tend to avoid, don't let those be that undercurrent of anxiety. Look at it, figure out what your urge to avoid is all about, and then what do you need to do to lessen that urge to avoid so that you can get it done. Um, don't let your notifications push you around. So notifications on your phone, notifications on your email, whatever it is that you find causes you to react in an urgent way to things that aren't important, turn it off. So my email, some some weird process in the back of, of Gmail that my email for my business emails only comes through to Gmail once an hour. At times, that's annoying because when someone really needs my attention, they aren't going to get it right away. Um, It just doesn't happen that way. If you need my attention right away, you better call me because it's not going to happen via email. But it's also brilliant in that my email isn't pushing me around. I'm I'm not constantly reacting to the, the email that comes in. What are you going to do? What's one small step that you can do to prioritize your work? Where are you going to start? Is it with making your to-do list for the week? Is it with setting your goals and really looking at how you want to prioritize and what your values are underneath that? How are you going to help yourself prioritize and make 2019 actively effective and not just active, right? We can be busy, we can be doing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're taking the actions we need to take to achieve the goals we want to achieve or to achieve the tasks that we need to achieve to be successful in our work or in our business, Take control of it today, take control of it tomorrow, and when you mess up and you don't follow your list, jump back in the next day and try again. Otherwise, we end up in that constant hamster wheel where we rather really never feel like we're successful, and that's just not where we want to be. It's not good for our emotional state. It's not good for our anxiety. It's not good for the other things we want to achieve in life. And remember, the work will expand to the time that you give it. So find a way that you can start to prioritize and take control over your daily work. We'll be right back here again next week on The Career Confidant with another great topic and resources to help you take control of your career. We look forward to seeing you then. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.